What is going on, everybody? Mike Curlin here from the Bases Load Podcast. And just a reminder, for those who don't know, we have teamed up with Rotoballer this year for the 2020 season, which means we're joining the Rotoballer Radio Podcast Network. Since 2013, Rotoballer has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy baseball players as their fix for in-depth MLB analysis and player news. If you haven't heard, Rotoballer's 2020 draft kit is live, and all Bases Loaded listeners can get 10% off Rotoballer's draft kit by using discount code BASESLOADED. Rotoballer is home to number one fantasy pros accuracy ranker Nick Mariano. Nick's 2020 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer's draft kit, along with printable cheat sheets, draft sleepers and busts, and more than 300 2020 player outlooks and tons of in-season tools. All of this from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with discount code BASESLOADED. Just go to rotoballer.com slash bases loaded and get your draft kit today. And they're blocking him with the bases loaded and intentional walk to Barry Bonds. Two and two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Hello and welcome in everybody to episode 124 of the Bases Loaded Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. It's been a little bit, guys, but we're back. We have an episode. I'm rolling solo today. Totally fine. It's been a very interesting season. We're coming down to the final, what, 10 days? And this is the home stretch. You might be close in a few categories. You might be looking for something to give you an edge in your leagues, head to head categories, leagues, whatever it might be. We're going to talk a little bit of waiver wire for that home stretch, but it's going to be with a twist. We're going to talk about targeting specific categories, specific stats. So if you're short on steals, say you need a couple steals to take a couple points here, or you need some home runs to try to get some points there, we're going to talk about players that are performing very well in said categories that are w- very available and especially in Yahoo formats, which is what we use to decide, like to figure out who's really available. And we're going to talk about why you should stream them or what type of stats you, you, can, you can expect from them. We're going to focus on offense because pitching is so wonky from day to day. Pitchers are getting scratched. Pitchers are going less innings because it's the final season. Some teams are out of it. So their stars are getting uh, nixed. You don't really know who's in or who's out any given day. So we're going to focus on the offensive side of the ball today. We're going to do the five-by-five categories. We're going to talk about runs, stolen bases, home runs, RBI. And we'll start with stolen bases because those are like the most, like the hottest commodity. It's what everybody wants to hear about. So, I mean, let's be honest. We all know stolen bases are kind of like the bread and butter of what everybody's chasing, even down the final stretch. So we're going to start with a couple guys that are, you know, ownership will fluctuate. I'm kind of just going with like hot, like names that are top of my list here and, Manuel Margot is like the most obvious name right now for anybody who hasn't been paying attention or hasn't really been, you know, noticing what's going on. But Margot has been running like crazy. We're talking seven stolen bases over the last two weeks, three over the last week. And he's batting 318 over the last week as well. 267 over the last two weeks. So the batting average isn't what you'd like. Oh, I guess we'll talk about guys that you can get batting average from, so that works too. But the batting average is obviously not what you prefer, except for, like I said, over the last week, it's been great. But other than that, the steals have been there, and the Rays are top five on the year at stolen bases. But more importantly, they are actually the best team. Over the last two weeks, they are the top team in stolen bases. They are running more often than they have been all year. 
So obviously with the added aggression from the t- from a team aspect, and then you have a player who's obviously doing very well at stolen bases, he's a must-get for any team lacking in stolen bases. A guy you can plug in right now won't kill you in batting average. It just isn't a plus. And he, he's he been batting, you know, anywhere from like first to fifth. To, it's the race. <laughs> like he's been batting first more times than not, though, of late. So there's that. But he he's going to bounce around the lineup. Lefties or righties, it depends on it will depend on where he uh, slots. But he's been playing often enough. He's not playing every day because, again, it's the Rays. But he has played the last four games and actually uh, five. Uh, I can't do math here. Six of the last seven. So there is that he has playing time on his side. He's playing well, and the Rays tend to run uh, ride with the hot hands. So Manuel Margot is a great guy to target for stolen bases. The only person that stole more bases than him over the last 14 days is Mondesi, to give you an idea of how elite Margot's been. And Mondesi's only stolen two more bases. So although he could be a bit of a zero at home runs, if you need stolen bases, this is your guy. He's my top target in that, in that aspect. A guy, Two guys a little more... Uh, a little less rostered. Actually, somebody rostered the same amount of leagues that I would put secondary, and that's because his batting average really can drag you down is Robbie Grossman. He's batting 204 over the last two weeks. You can't, like, again, you can't just ignore that. But the Athletics aren't a team that have been running of late. They, they've they run – they're tied for, like, 16th or something like that over the last two weeks. And on the season, they've just not really been a full uh, team that has to run a lot. So the fact they're giving him the green light suggests that it's obviously a special case. He's a guy that's gonna be allowed to run. Yeah, they're middle. They're middle of the pack on the whole year too. The athletics. So Robbie Grossman, nothing special here. A little bit of power, but the fact that he's like I say, he's stolen four stolen bases over the last two weeks, three over the last week alone. So if you look at the most recent uh, track record, he's stolen three bases over the last week. He seems to be playing just about every day. He's batting the top of the lineup. Over the last three games or four games, he's bat fifth, third, third, and second. So he's getting the at-bats at the top of the lineup, which leads to getting on base more, hopefully, which leads to more opportunities. So, again, it's just one of those things. If you're chasing speed, Robbie Grossman has been relevant in the early part of the season. He could be relevant for you now, if you depending on the categories you need. Another guy that's just kind of okay, like not anything special. And he hasn't really been stealing of late, so you got to pay attention to that. But it's Brian Goodwin of the Angels. He has four stolen bases over the last two weeks, but they came about two. They came over the like last week, not the last. They came about two weeks ago, not last week. So this is more of like a complete dart throw. If there's nobody available, he's he's only rostered in five percent of Yahoo leagues. Brian Goodwin's a guy that just playing times there right now. Obviously, he's ran relatively recently. His last stolen base came on September 9th. So again, it's been about a week, but you know he can't. You know he can do it. Is the point. So this is more of a dart throw. Like if you're really desperate and there's none of these other guys out there, he's a great dart throw to go after. Another guy that's rostered in only 2% of leagues is Cedric Mullins, a guy that we've seen him lead off and he's been leading off of late here and there. He, I believe he alternates leading off with, um, with, uh, oh man, what's his name? Oh, wow. Uh, Alberto. Oh man, this is awesome. I'm going to look this up on the fly. Cause the name is, it's not Mond- Mondesi is what's coming to mind, but I know it's, Hanzo Alberto. Jeez, I didn't even have to look it up. I just had to think about it for a second. Hanzo Alberto and him flip-flop leading off for the most part. And Mullins, the speed plays. The speed's very much real. It's never really been a question with him. And he's a guy that should 
continue to run. He has three stolen bases over the last two weeks, one over the last week. So it's not it's not the speed, the high end speed that we talked about at the top of the, at the top of the show with Margot. But it's a guy that's readily available in a ton of leagues. Not sexy, not flashy, but will get the job done. And that is all you can really ask for at this point. And people need. Let's talk. Let's go on a little tangent time with Mike. It's been a while. Let's do some tangent time. People are so reluctant to drop players. They feel they have to hold on to because of draft capital, because of name value. Now is not the time for that. If a player is not performing, drop them, period. You have 10 days left. You have to make a final push because standings can still change a ton because we're at a point in the season where standings would still change even if you know going into the second half like it's still easy to make a dent in this final 10 days if you play your cards right playing a big name because it's name because of their name or starting them because of their name isn't going to help you sure could they finally get going of course but they've dragged you down so long you can't bank on them suddenly turning it on when it matters you might just got to let them go it's tough it's not an easy decision to do i'm not saying i can do it easily but i do know that you got to do what you got to do. You got to win your league. You can't you can't just sit here and be like, well, I'm going to stick with my guys because I drafted them. It doesn't matter. Like Right now, we're at the point where you got to play to win. If a player is underperforming or just plain sucking, drop them. It's okay to. And if you were wrong, that's fine. You can blame me. You can at me all you want. This is, this is, I'm taking my own advice. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm benching players that aren't good. Pete Alonso is not good. Like he hasn't been good. Like he's been home run or bust. He's back to kind of just missing, swinging and missing a lot. If you don't need home runs, there's no point in playing him because he's not providing you anything else. And he's the name I always harp on because he's the name that comes to mind right away. If there's a guy like I think I haven't looked at Otani in a while, but if Otani's struggling, like he's the type of guy that I would just let it go. He's not if they're not doing for anything for you, you gotta let them go. Let's look at Otani now. Now I'm curious. Did I uh did I, did I, did I guide you guys wrong with that name? Because he's a guy I just haven't looked at. No, he hasn't done. He okay. He's another guy that if you're desperate for steals, you're holding on to because he has 12 steals. On, sorry, he has. I'm looking at the wrong. He has seven steals on the season. Two over the last two weeks, he had 12 steals last year. I apologize. But even then, he's not even. He hasn't even been playing every day. So Otani, perfect example. The hitter, he's a drop. You can drop him for any of these names because at least these guys are playing every day. So you just gotta keep that in mind. I there there's, there's I'm harping on it because it's a big thing. A lot of people have a hard time doing. You could drop players at this time of the year. And if anybody's day to day or injured, that's another thing. Again, this is that time of the year. You drop them. IL stashes don't help you in ten with ten days. If they go on the IL, if they're coming back in five, you have to hope that those five days are like that they go off for those final five days, and it's just not likely to happen. You just play the hot hand off the waiver wire because at least the hot hand off the waiver wire is giving you at bats, giving you stats, and giving you a chance to actually make a comeback. Or uh, sustain a lead, because you also have to play the whole stay away game. Like if you're in the lead and you don't, and you realize you're above stats here, right? Even more. Let's talk more strategy. If you're if you're holding on, like you're in first place, but you're only up one stolen base or one home run, these guys, I'm telling you to add these players. You should add them, even if you don't need them. You add them to block others from being able to to catch up on you. So if second place is behind you in a couple stats and you see that these players are available and you have some dead weight on your bench, cut the dead weight, add these players to stop them from from getting them so they can't pass you in those categories. So that way you can hold on to a win. That way you can you know stop them from making that final push because just because you're in first place, unless it's by a large margin, like I have a couple of leagues, I have one where it's like 
I'm in first place by like 20 points. Not so concerned about playing keep away this late in the season, but there's a couple leagues where it's like neck and neck a point or two. I'm playing keep away and I'm looking for, and at the same time, I'm trying, it's a delicate balance because you're trying to also uh, between playing keep away and just padding your own stats. So you got to keep that in mind, but there are strategies to go, to go about this. And there are, again, play, don't hold on to dead weight. There's no time for them to come around right now. And if they do, you can feel free to blame me for that because, again, I'm taking my own advice. I mean, you're not the only one doing this. So I've been wrong before, but I've been, I also am right from time to time. So take it for what it's worth. Buy in or don't. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. Let's get back on track and let's talk a couple more stolen base options. Mullins, like I said, he's one of the more readily available players. And then you have Leody Tavares. He's another guy that batting average, he will drag you down. But the speed is very much real. Oh, and I forgot. To, let me go back to Mullins real quick. Just to give you an idea, Mullins sprint, like, like I said, he's not much. If you look at the StatCast page, it's all blue when it comes to the offensive side of the ball as far as like hitting goes. But when you look at the speed, the dude can flat out run. 88th percentile sprint speed. It's very legit. But then you have Tavares, who just, again, isn't doing much for your batting average at all, unfortunately. <laughs> like, like, you wish he would because he's leading off. He's getting the at-bats, which is fine, but. You're looking for if you're looking for a cheap steel source. This is your, this would be your guy. 22 years old, like I say, leading off, and he's been a speed pro, speed first prospect pretty much throughout the minors. I thought so. I don't want to say that without double checking. And he's a guy who's never put up double digit home runs in a season, but he's put up double digit steals each of the last four. Actually, each of the last five because 2016 was combined into three three seasons. Either way, he's put up double digit seasons every year since 2016. Just to give you an idea, so the so the four home the four home runs the four stolen bases you see early on here, those are legit, and he's leading off, so he's getting every day at bats. He's getting the opportunity to kind of play through the, the the growing pains. The batting average is a bit of a question, but the speed is not. Take a shot on him if you like. This is your deeper leagues where if you need a, just any stolen bases, this is kind of like a last ditch effort type of guy. Him and Mullins are like those guys where. You just take a shot on and hope that it works. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot on um Tavares first. Actually, I think the playing time is more sustained, like is is more secure. And I think that he's gonna be leading off, and he's leading off. So by leading off, you're already getting more bats. And although yeah, Mullins leads off on occasion, I want the guy who's leading off every day. And Tavares has a 96 percentile sprint speed as well. So he's another guy that you can just kind of bank on the speed and again he has the track record so he's like the deeper league option and you might be at a point where that's all that's available perfect do it and if somehow Dalton Varsho is available in your league and you and your catcher has been meh or average and you really just need a boost get Varsho on your team yeah he's only batting 231 over the last week yeah he's only batting 159 on the season but there's a power speed combination there and he has he has a home run and two stone bases over the last week he his playing time is not frequent but at least you know he can give you a little something. So he's a guy that, although it's not sexy, it's just like at catcher to get any speed, just a chance for some added stolen bases out of your catcher slot can add value. And if you can afford to take on the batting average, he's a guy that gives you a few extra chances for stolen bases. And lastly, a guy that's a little more owned but still pretty readily available is Jerks and Profar, second base and outfield eligible. So the dual eligibility is there. Guy who's actually been quietly really good over the last month. He's a top 50 player in Roto Leagues. He's 44th over the last month, batting uh, 329 with three stone bases and five uh, home runs. He has three of those stone, those three stone bases over the last two weeks, so he's running more frequently. 
And this, yes, he's batting at the back back end of the lineup, but he's still playing every day, multi-positional eligible, and running. And the team, the Padres as a team, I believe, are the the league leader or the second highest on the season stolen bases. They are tied with the Mariners as as at the top. They are tied for first at forty four stolen bases as a team. So they're obviously willing to run. Profar is a perfect guy to target for stolen bases. And he's he's I like him because he's more quality. Like sure, you might not get as many stone bases out of him as, like as you might get out of Tavares or others we made we named, but the quality across the board here. There's five category potential here. There's a floor of late. He's the guy I would just bang on for the floor. And let's move over to home runs. The next most neediest stat. Somehow DJ Stewart and Jared Walsh are both only 33% rostered in Yahoo leagues. That should be they should be like universally rostered at this point. They've been ridiculous over the last two weeks. DJ Stewart, seven home runs over the last two weeks, batting 310. Like absurd. The guy's playing every day, batting between this three and six spot. He bounces back and forth depending on his lefty or righty. And Jared Walsh, another one, just playing every day. You can't ask for more. He's batting second lately. He's been batting second for the last four games or five games. That's five. And He's like I say, he's playing every day and he's hitting home runs every day. And he's bat he has Mike Trout batting behind him, so he's gonna see pitches because people don't want to face Mike Trout. Over the last week, he's the number one player in fantasy. Over the last two weeks, he's the number two player in fantasy. Over the last month, he's a top 50 player, and he's he hasn't even been up a full month. Just to give you an idea of how good he's been. It's absurd. You gotta get him on your team. There's no reason why he shouldn't be rostered. It's actually ludicrous to me. Another player that's still relatively uh available not as flashy bobby dalbeck i know we've talked about him before and everybody else has five home runs over the last two weeks again and you, you'll notice i'm going to a lot of my sample sizes last two weeks because i want a lot of guys that are, that are like what have you done for me lately type of guys i want guys that are going to give you immediate production because they're riding a, a wave or just doing well and dalbeck's actually what the surprising part isn't the power he's always been a power first prospect it's the batting average it's sustaining 289 over the last two weeks 278 over the last week batting average being a non-zero this is almost like a um oh man what's his name for the braves why might riley austin riley for the braves he's a guy that kind of a similar just it reminds me of that if the batting average is there it's just a bonus but the power is always a power first like a power first plus a power plus power tool so bobby dalbeck's another one it's relatively available and just again, somebody like I'm surprised he's not rostered more. Other than that, it's tough. Power power gets tough because everybody's rostered. But you know what? There is one guy. I don't know why he's not being rostered right now. Is is Jed Jerko or Jerko? I always mess up his last name for the for the Brewers, not the Padres. What am I talking about? I'm going crazy. Jerko plays every single day. Jerko. I don't even know how to say his name. It drives me crazy. Jed Jerko, I think is how you say it, but he's a guy that we all know the power is there. It always has been. Playing time hasn't. He's been a short time platoon, but now he plays every day. And if you need a shot in the arm, he's a guy that's been hot and a guy that's playing, like I said, he's playing every day and he's batting in the middle of the lineup in a very hitter-friendly ballpark. Only 3% rostered. A guy that, again, you can go ahead and just add if, if you're desperate for power because the power is there. Gosh, he's 31 years old already. I forgot. Because, yeah, there was days. I, I'm starting to think back to the Cardinals days. He has a 30 home run season back in 2016. But my point is, is that type of profile has always been there. And 
he's always just a power first guy. He has eight home runs on the year. He is what he is. He's not nothing flashy, nothing special, but he's hitting right now. He's playing every day and always just always go for the like the, the favorable home park. Nothing wrong with that. I want to believe this next guy is here to stay, but the Rays toy with our emotions and you never know. But Nate Lowe is the guy right now to own over there in uh, Tampa. He's playing every single day and that will that sustain probably not because that it is the Rays. but he's played each of the last four and he's swinging a really good bat right now. He has three home runs over the last five games. And you know the pedigrees there, you know the powers there, and you know he's not a zero out batting average. He even has a steal over the last week. So maybe there's a little bit of uh there's some base potential there because the Rays are running as a team. So you have a guy who's hitting for good batting average, hitting for power, the rest will come. Hopefully, he, again, it's all about playing time, and the Rays are giving him the playing time because he's swinging a hot bat. So ride that wave, ride that wave. He's only 10% rostered at this time. No reason. He isn't worth. He, there's no reason he's not worth rostering and giving a shot down the stretch. And of course, there's always um, the power speed combination. But again, you have to be able to take on the batting average. Tyler O'Neill, only two percent rostered, two home runs, two stolen bases over the last seven. He is doing what you want from a fantasy aspect in terms of giving you power and speed. And we all know the power is very real. And the guy is blazing fast. People don't realize how fast he is. The dude is literally like top ten in sprint speed usually. It is crazy how fast he is, and people don't realize it because they know him for his power. And, I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. that Dude, that big, that it could be that fast, too. And he's a guy that, again, he's just readily, readily available. 99% tile sprint speed. I told you. Yeah, I wasn't kidding. But the batting average is terrible. So you got to be able to take on the batting average to take on that upside in, in the other categories. You don't want to sink your batting average in the process of doing all this. That's where I'm getting at. Let's go. Let's move over to runs. Let's find a few names here of people readily available. And you have, again, Jared Walsh popping up on these lists, but he's a guy I already recommended for power. How about Jesus Aguilar? He's only 21% rostered, and he's a guy who has 13 runs over the last two weeks. And he bats atop that lineup. He bats second or third for the Marlins. And he's getting on base, and the team is hitting. So he's a guy that gets brought in a lot. And there's obviously some power there, and the fact that he's not a bat, he's not a zero in batting average either. The guy has he's been bat, he's batting what on the season he's batting 286, he's batting 291 over the last month. So you're getting bat, you're getting batting average and runs here. It's a it's a win win. He's a guy that should be on your team if you if you're in need of those stats. Another one that seems obvious, but he's relatively available in, at least in shallower formats is Tommy Lastella. first, second, third base eligible. So you get the multi-positional eligibility, and he's batting first, second, or third. Usually leading off, but he batted second and third recently within this last week. But with that comes the runs. Like he has, let's see how many he's been running. Yeah, he has 13 runs over the last two weeks, 19 over the last month. He's just been getting a lot of runs, and runs are weird. Runs are fluky. So when you want runs, you want to target people at the top of lineups. So maybe someone like Leody Tavares can give you some cheap runs, even though the Rangers don't score a lot. If he gets on base. He will score runs because that's just how it works. Getting like leading, you want players hitting at the top of lineups, and then you have the options get kind of bad. You have Garrett Cooper, another one popping up on this list, five percent rostered. He has six runs over the last week. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but he's obviously he's batting between fourth and sixth in that lineup. 
He's being driven in plenty by the guys at the bottom half, which is fantastic for him. And that's allowed him to provide that type of solid value for uh, for runs. And the again, he's more of a power and runs guy. And hitting fourth to sixth, he should be better for RBI. So the fact that he hasn't really been hitting RBI, I expect that to change. He has two. He had two yesterday. So and he's batting. He batted for, and he hit fourth yesterday. So if you're batting cleanup in this Marlins uh, lineup, it's a it's an underappreciated lineup. I think there's some RBI potential there. Some and obviously the runs are there. So give him a shot if, in your deeper formats if you're just desperate at this point. And there's a couple others I'm trying to think of. There's one more. I'm trying to remember the name. I had it written down. I can't find it in my notes. I think it's Marmolejos. Marmolejos. Sorry. I always mess up his name. Marmolejos. He's somebody I'm interested in for some cheap power and some runs. I mean, he has four runs over the last three games, over the last four games and two home runs. He's been batting, where's he been batting? Seventh, fourth, fifth, seventh. So you see he bounces around, but he has been playing just about every day. So he's a guy that, like, in the deepest of leagues, he's 3% rostered. So I'm not expecting a lot out of him, and I probably should have slid him in for the cheap power stuff. But with cheap power comes cheap runs. So he's just kind of a cheap option. Nothing really special there. Uh, That's about it. Again, any Marlins player. Look. Corey Dickerson, another guy popping up on this list. The Marlins are hitting. He hits the top of that lineup. He usually leads off. You need if you want to target runs, you target a leadoff hitter. And and C Dick is a really good leadoff hitter. So you should go ahead and give him a shot for sure. And a player, another player, zero percent rostered in Yahoo formats is Josh Rojas. His his batting average should be better. He's just he's a better hitter, and he offers a little bit of speed as well. But he's underperforming. He's really, if you're desperate, he's kind of like the guy you won't go to if you're really desperate because, again, 0% rostered. But he has the skill set there, and he's playing, and he's leading off. He's batting usually first or second in the lineup every day. So if you get that in your lineup, again, this is a desperation dart throw just in case, just just taking a shot because you need something in runs. Because runs are weird. It's a tough stat to get. Just like RBI, it's a tough stat to truly predict. But it's a stat, nonetheless, that you want to try to find. So speaking of, speaking of RBI, let's go ahead and move over there. And somebody who's kind of been overlooked. I mean, he's been, he's he's pretty he's been added relatively aggressively over the last week, up 6%. But he's only 23% roster. That's Michael Franco. The dude is just hitting. He's just hitting. And this is a two-for-one because you're getting batting average here and you're getting – um rbi over the last two weeks this he has only one home run but 12 rbis and he's batting 346 in the process batting 291 with 18 rbi over the last month he's just doing that he actually lowered his launch angle surprisingly and most people think that's a bad thing but with it the uh increase in line drive rate could exp- help explain why he his batting average is up and he's never been one to be known for his batting average. So it's like, well, how much are people buying in? I don't, I don't know. I think because there's a mechanic, there's an actual change there as far as the launch angle being down to 8.3 degrees. His barrel rate is at a career high 7.1%. And his sweet, pop, his sweet spot percentage is up to a career high 36.5%. So he's given, he's not, instead of selling out for power and trying to put the ball in the air, he's hitting more line drives. And that's led to a, a batting average again. His batting average is 275. His XBA is 287. So he's slightly underperforming in his batting average department. So because of that, again, you, you could buy into the batting average gains. 
because there's actual tangible change there to halfway back it up. And like I said, the line drive rate's a career best, thirty two point seven percent. And usually with a line when your line drive rate's really good like that, it helps sustain a good batting average. So you're getting batting average and you're getting RBI. And that is so tough. Again, that is just so tough to find in a player. And Cole Calhoun, I can't believe I'm recommending him, but he's just hitting RBIs. And lately he's hitting for batting average and power too. He's kind of on a, on, on a heater. And what you got to do is ride these hot streaks. He's batting 316 over the last week with three home runs and nine RBI. That's really all the RBI came from basically this last week. It's not sexy, but you kind of got to do it. Like, again, you just got to kind of roll with it. It's it's frustrating because I don't want to. I don't want to roll with some of these guys, you know, but it goes back to the whole. It goes back to the whole. Ignore the names. Just do what's best. And don't forget, Jared, again, Jared Walsh. 33% 33% rostered, top of this list over the last couple of weeks in RBI. Get him on your team. There's no reason why he should be available, but for some reason he seems to be. Another player who still readily available, even with everybody back, he has pretty much earned the starting spot is Clint Frazier. Only, again, 33% rostered. Another player that is readily available in shallower formats. The guy has, he's been doing everything. He's offering you Four and a half categories, basically, over the full season. He's batting 303 with seven home runs, 23 RBI, 19 runs, and two stolen bases. Over the, He hasn't really stolen a lot of bases. He has one over the last two weeks, so stolen bases aren't something. That's why I said half, because he has chip-in speed or chip-in stolen bases. But the power is very much real. The batting average is there. He just got some lineup support. So you should be able to plug him in without second thought, especially because he's still playing every day. And another player that's just really good for RBI, and that's pretty much all I've targeted him for is Rio Ruiz because he's, what is he, 7% rostered? But he's on a team that's just, he's on the the Orioles. They're going to let him play, but they're also a team that just keeps seem to run hot and cold. And he hasn't really done much lately. That's the issue for me. Over the last week, he's been kind of cold, so he's more of a desperation play. But he has 10 RBIs over the last week over the last two weeks, and that's without having one over the last week. So they all came two weeks ago. So he was swinging a hot bat. He hasn't really turned it on lately. But he's, like I say, his desperation play. If you're, if all these other names I've mentioned and continue to mention are owned, because I'm not going in terms of who's rostered more or less. I'm going in terms of how I have these players jotted down. And it's because I jotted them down in terms of like, oh, look, they're, they're, I was jotting them down as I was looking at their production. And, yeah, that's how that worked. But anyway, how is Alec Bohm only 37% rostered? I don't get it. I've put him in my waiver wire article every week because he's under 40% rostered and he still continues to be under 40% rostered. So until that changes, he will be mentioned on this podcast. He will be in my articles. I'm, I'm not going to break him down at all because the dude is just smashing his stack cast pages all red. The power is plus. He's putting really good contact on the ball. He needs to be on teams, period, end of discussion. That is it. Like I don't understand how he is not on more teams. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and the guy who's been playing more lately, although batting at the bottom of the lineup, so the RBI opportunities aren't usually there as much, but they have been lately. Adam Hazley, he's 1% rostered, 8 RBIs over the last week while batting 409. This is just simply, again, another dart throw riding the hot hand. I'd rather take a shot on him over Ruiz because he's actually producing, whereas Ruiz is not. 
And we talked about Marmalejos already for the cheap power, the cheap batting. He was I put him under runs. He's actually more of a power and RBI guy. So the runs aren't even yeah, the runs. I don't know where I put him. He needs to be more he's in the power and RBI category. So wherever I said him before, I apologize because he's definitely in the power slash RBI category. Nate Lowe, we already mentioned as well. And that's gonna pretty much do it for the uh, RBI. Let's let's touch on batting average before we get out of here because batting average can be really tough. And that's going to be the issue because it's hard to find batting average help this late in the year. And if you need it this late in the year, you're probably already in trouble. But say you need a couple extra points. Pretty much every guy we mentioned in terms of like some of the like Jared Walsh types, Jared Walsh and those other guys, that are Mikel Franco, Tommy LaStella, Bohm, players I named already. These, these are all going to help you in batting average. But a couple names I haven't mentioned, Willie Castro. He hasn't done much but hit for average. Like that's the problem. So he's kind of empty batting average. And over the last week, he hasn't been fantastic. So like I said, I'm trying to reach for names at this point that I haven't mentioned. But if you're desperate, he's only seven percent rostered. He's actually being dropped in leagues, but he's playing mostly every day. And that's kind of part of it. Batting he's batting top of the lineup. He's been batting second over the last three games and batting fifth before that. Multi-positional eligible with third base and shortstop eligibility in Yahoo formats. And batting, what is he batting? On the season, he's batting 347. 333 over the last two weeks, but only 269 over the last week. So that's worth monitoring. More of a, again, a dart throw if you need some help in batting average. Not going to help much else as of right now. We talked about Jesus Aguilar being helpful in batting average. Profar being helpful in batting average. These are all names that we've already talked about. How about Miguel Rojas? I mean, for some reason, he's only 9% rostered. I don't get it. The, the guy's smack all year he's been smacking as far as in terms of batting average. He's batting 360 on the season, 381 over the last week, 375 over the last two weeks, and with a home run and a stolen base. It's very minimal in terms of uh, in terms of counting stats with Miguel Rojas, but we're talking about a guy who's just getting on base, who's hitting the ball really well, 9% rostered. He's probably my favorite target of the guys we haven't talked about yet in terms of just targeting batting average because batting average can be hard to come by, and I'd rather take a shot on him if I'm looking for strictly batting average and a couple of these other names I already mentioned. So if you're looking for strictly batting average, I would just give Miguel Rojas a shot. He's probably by far my favorite of, of these names. And another one that just kind of fits that same mold of just batting average is Rymel Tapia. He's batting 306 on the year, and he's batting over 300 over the last month. And again, another guy over the last week batting 368. Another one, though, he has actually he has some chip-in speed as well. He has five stolen bases on the season. One one over the last week, so the speed there's a little bit of chip and speed there, and he's he's my second favorite over behind Rojas. If you need some batting average help, just again strictly targeting batting average with no other stats. But both of them, if you're saying say you want batting average with a little bit more speed upside, you have to go Tapia. Plus, Cores is there, but I still like I think Rojas has been doing it long enough to where he deserves recognition and deserves to be rostered in more leagues. Specific, especially if you're looking for a boost in batting average. And I believe he let off yesterday. So if you let off, that could maybe lead to him leading off over Corey Dickerson. And if he leads off and that batting average sticks, now there's going to be runs and other opportunities for other stats. So that's going to do it. I gave a bunch of names, <laughs> and I hope it, it was helpful, and I hope you found all these names. I hope some of these names are available to you. And if they're not, please feel free to reach out. There's um there's just so much it's crazy. The final week, it's the final week of the season or the final 10 days and there's just I don't know. It's it's surreal. It's flown by but at the same time it's been really hard to keep up but at the same time it's been fan it's been a lot of fun. 
So I lied. I'm going to do a couple hit pitchers here, but I'm only going to talk about saves because saves are such a weird situation. There's two guys that jump jump off the page at me in terms of rostered or percent percent rostered and actual like in production. You have players like Greg Holland who are already 50%, 57% rostered. Daniel Hudson, 57% rostered. These guys are obvious closers, obviously getting you saves. Players you need to put make sure on your team or at least go after if you need saves. Stefan Crichtone, I can't say his name. Crichtone, Crichtone, Somebody please let me know how you say it. I hate not pronouncing player names right, but he's three for three in his last three attempts and saves. He hasn't let up an earned run in, in any of those opportunities. He doesn't strike out a lot of players, it seems like. But overall, the ratios are really solid on the year, 266. The whip is a little high for a closer, 131. But he has about a strikeout inning, just a little less. Not flashy, but he's getting the job done, and he has the job. And the, the Diamondbacks won't win a lot of games on the stretch, but they could win a couple. And, and one more that's readily available is Matt Andrees of the Angels, 2% roster. He's gotten less two save opportunities for the Angels. He's a guy that deserves to be on your team. Former starter, flash stuff here and there. Some of the best closers are former starters. I believe his stuff can play up in the bullpen. We'll see. But this is more of like a, hey, you need help. 2% rostered. He should be available in your leagues. He's a guy that's definitely uh, getting saves. So he's worth targeting. So those are the two I want to make sure we mention for saves because wins, they're too tough to to gauge. You don't know. Relief pitchers can get you wins. Starting pitchers can get you wins. Streaming is just tough. Dane Dunning's only 33% owned. So if you want to go ahead and get a guy who's rostered only 33 in only 33% of leagues, Dane Dunning is a guy to consider. And, yeah, that's about it. Like I said, wins are tough. He was just the name that came to mind because I really like Dane Dunning. Well, after touching on saves, that's going to be the final category because wins, ratios, all that is tough because ratios at this point, they're pretty much locked in. You might be able to get lucky. You need starters to fix your ratios at this point. No relief pitcher is going to give you a true edge in ratios this far into the season. Wins are random. We all know that. Um, you just stream pitchers with uh, quality matchups. That's why I would recommend. If you need some help with that, SP Streamer, obviously my buddy Mike over there at SP Streamer. Just follow him for some SP for streaming uh, pitcher advice. But other than that, I just appreciate you guys tuning in. It's the final stretch. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. Good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate you giving us a listen as always if you have the if you have time a five-star rating review on your way out is always helpful but until then we just appreciate your time appreciate you tuning in and we wish you the best of luck and we will talk to you soon